Welcome back, listeners. Thank you for joining us for our next October spooky episode. I am your host, Katie. And I'm your faithful co-host, Jennifer. Hi, Jen. Welcome back. Oh, I'm so glad to be back. It's about time, right? Oh, I love it, love it, love it. And our listeners love us together. Well, listeners, our story is about one of Indianapolis's worst tragedies that happened on Halloween night 57 years ago. October 31st in 1963, hundreds of people gathered to watch the Holiday on Ice show at the Indiana State Fairgrounds Coliseum. As the show was wrapping up, a 100-pound propane tank exploded beneath one of the seating areas. The explosion originated on the southeast corner of the Coliseum around aisle 13. The blast sent spectators and large pieces of debris flying into the air. 74 people would die and more than 400 would be injured. Photographer Dick Baldwin arrived on the scene just nine minutes after the blast. Baldwin said the scene resembled something out of a movie. Jen, I'd love for you to read his statement. He said, it was like a movie set because of the lighting for the holiday on ice with all the lights and with all the color of the set. And yet when I got inside, you could see the fire, the debris and the bodies and the blood. It was as if it was a Hollywood set that was filming a disaster movie instead of the real thing. A 50-foot crater opened in the floor around the blast area, and those unfortunate souls who fell into the crater were incinerated by a fireball following the blast. Survivors filed out of the arena in stunned silence as emergency crews poured in. Don't you know your mind would just be reeling as to what just happened, just trying to process it all? I mean, their legs just had to be moving out of instinct. Right? I mean, I can't imagine the explosion and then trying to get out. I mean, the fact that anybody got out still just amazes me. Anchor Howard Caldwell arrived at the Coliseum shortly after hearing police reports of the explosion while he was anchoring the 11 p.m. news. Caldwell described the gruesome scene saying, piano-sized chunks of concrete were tossed into the air and crashed downward. With the blast came fire and death. For survivors, the tragedy was so immense, it was unbelievable. Holy moly. Right? One of those survivors was a concession stand worker named Robert Chandler, who was warned of the danger just seconds before the explosion. He said, yeah, Jen, you have to read what he said. It's insane. 
this is crazy. He said, mom walked out and said, don't go in there. There's gas. And about that time it blew up. He said, I mean, wow, there you go. Mom's looking out for you. Right, right. Caldwell later recalled they had the bodies covered on the floor, on the ice, really, and they were there so people could come in to identify them, Jen. Oh, that's sad. That's sad. They turned it into one huge morgue, basically. Pretty much. Investigators determined the explosions culprit to the poorly maintained propane tanks used to heat popcorn poppers in the concession area. So basically, the culprit was the propane tanks used to heat the popcorn poppers. I mean, it's insane. They were placed underneath the south side seats. These are the seats near aisle 13 that we discussed earlier, Jen. I guess that's when standards were a little lower as to having combustible (laughs) materials inside a venue like that. That's just unheard of now. Well, I don't know how they heat those popcorn machines and make them work today. I can't imagine it's anything like that. Well, if you think about it and you go into an arena now, it's on like the outskirts. It's not where all the seating is and everything typically. True. Yeah, true. Well, upon inspection, investigators discovered the propane tanks lacked safety caps and at least one tank had a rusty valve. This valve leaked propane into the air, which ignited when it made contact with the popcorn poppers. So there wasn't only lack standards, but there was just laziness and and flat out negligence too. I would agree. Well, Marion County Prosecutor Noble Percy convened a grand jury to investigate the explosion. This is where it gets interesting, Jen. The grand jury concluded that the propane tanks should not have been allowed inside the building. Well, duh. Seven people would be indicted. Manslaughter charges were filed against three officers from Discount Gas Company as they were the tank's owners, and two employees of the Indiana Coliseum Corps, the building's owners. And in addition, the fire marshal and the Indianapolis fire chief were also charged. Unfortunately, it would not take long for public outcries to quickly diminish in the wake of the tragedy. That was unfortunate. It happened and people started forgetting about it. Surprisingly, the president of the gas company was convicted only for assault and battery. And that charge was eventually overturned by the Indiana Supreme Court. Another gas employee was found not guilty. For the five remaining defendants, charges were dropped and multiple lawsuits ensued in the coming years and the victims would eventually collect around $4.6 million in settlements. And in today's dollars, that's about $38 million. Crazy. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of money, and I'm glad the survivors got something, but ultimately, the people responsible needed to pay and be held accountable, and it didn't seem like they did at all, and it's it's very unjust. I agree. I mean, as I was researching this, and I realized that the president of that gas company who was convicted for assault and battery I was surprised to read that he took it all the way to the Indiana Supreme Court. Sweetheart, you bear responsibility. I mean, you do. Those tanks didn't show up under that seating area all by themselves. You can't push it off on someone else. I mean, Jen, like you, I was just like, this is so unjust. Yeah, and it's unfortunate, but I mean... He had a lot to lose, so he would push it as far as he could, I guess. Well, yeah, and and if you remember what we discussed earlier was that think about how many people, I mean, 74 people died and more than 400 would be injured. So really, how far did that $4.6 million really go? Right, and I mean, spread around it's it's not a lot it, it's no. almost a slap in the face no so 6 weeks after the tragic incident the coliseum would reopen and 1 year later in september of 1964 the beatles would perform on its stage and 2 months later holiday on ice returned with crowds as large as 5,000. Back to business as usual. Yeah, right? Crazy. By then, I'm sure nobody really gave that any thought. Going to see the Beatles was going to see the Beatles, and going to see Holiday on Ice was going to see Holiday on Ice. I don't think anybody was really thinking backwards. But in the end... This would become one of the worst tragedies in Indiana history. There is a plaque on a wall at the Coliseum honoring those that were tragically killed on that deadly Halloween night 57 years ago. (laughs) 